there's no revenue. There is, we're not looking to make any money on it for about the next two to three years. Um, it's entirely going to be funded for, for growth at this point. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks. My guest today is Nick Fosio. He is the chairman and founder of Fibo, a health toolbox SaaS app used globally by chronic condition patients to help make life a little easier. After attaining his biochemistry degree, he worked in several positions and is the CEO of Fomat Medical Research in addition to his role at Fibo. Nick, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. So if people want to follow along, it's Fibo, F-E-B-O, health. Dot com. Uh, tell me who's paying for this product. How are they using it? Right now, it's entirely um, embedded. There's no revenue. There's, we're not looking to make any money on it for about the next two to three years. Um, it's entirely going to be funded for, for growth at this point. Okay. So how are you paying bills? Have you raised a bunch of capital or what? Yeah, we've been raising. Uh, we've done our, we just finished our safe round. We uh, oversubscribed it, actually. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, How much did you raise? It was 160000 uh safe round one at $4 million valuation. Um, and the, that, was, that will take us to a roughly about end of June. And then we're looking to raise uh, safe round two. Our projection value at that point will be about $8 million. We're looking to about a total between the first round, which was 3%. Second round is about going to be 6%. Sorry, second round is 56% of what? 6%. 6%. Oh, 6%. Yeah. A total of 9%. So, so got it. So just to be clear, when, when did you write the first line of code for the tool? Uh, this was about two years ago. Okay. So how have you, if you just raised 150 grand today, how have you funded salaries and things for the past two years? So this is a byproduct of my company, the Fomat Medical Research, the one I'm CEO for. And that's been, it's a product of it. So it's been paying salaries. Self-funded, self-funded, let's say myself to answer your question. So, so sorry, a product. So you have an agency and this is a product of the agency? Correct. Okay. And what does the agency do? Clinical research. We do research for a living. Okay. Interesting. So in 2020, give me a sense of the size of the agency. How much revenue did it do? The FOMAP medical research. Whatever the agency is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seven, eight figures. Got it. So, so. I mean, what? So, like eight, eight to ten million, something like that. Somewhere around those figures. I, I mean, I don't want to enter into too much of those details, if, if, if you may, if we may. So, well, so, so, tell me what. So, eight to ten million dollar agency revenue. It's it would be hard for me to get distracted from such a big revenue stream to go build a some SaaS tool. Why? How are you balancing your priorities? So, I honestly have a phenomenal team. Like it's just, you know, top, top, top notch team. Uh, people that see the vision of this company, see the vision of the software, and um, obviously have some skin in the game as well. And so I, I think I lean heavily on them. Also, I know I don't sleep. And um, I see this future in the healthcare space needing this. Our chronic condition patients, there's a huge need for them. 
So while I was obviously managing this company, I I noticed this huge elephant in the room and, and figured I needed to, to solve it or at least try, attempt it. So how much capital to date has the agency invested into the SaaS company, Fibo Health? Uh, I don't know. How, I don't have any uh, direct number for you. I would I would guess somewhere in five to seven fifty. Okay, uh, seven hundred fifty thousand. That's correct. And then the, the the obvious question is: you have so much revenue coming from the agency. Why go raise one hundred fifty grand from angels? Why not just keep funding it from the agency and keep the equity? Right. That that is a good. You know, there's multiple reasons. Um, kind of one of the bigger ones, if you will, uh, when you and I actually wrote about it too. We were talking about your book recently, and I also wrote about this concept. There's different models of business depending on what type of business. You know, brick and mortars, you have to solve it certain different ways and technology certain ways. And in this particular space, it's all about quick growth. It's all about, you know, being in the market immediately and being there quick. And for that, you need to, you need to infuse it with a lot of capital. Um, and you need to have top talent. You need to have top connections. It's a different model of business than the one we do for research, which is more structured, it's more slow moving, which, you know, that's more, it's more organic, if you will. I understand that. But if you have a $10 million agency, it would seem weird that you're out spending your time and energy raising $150,000, especially when you've already put 750 grand from the agency into the business. It just is, I'm, I'm missing something here. I, it's a different, also, by the way, another thing is I'm not the sole owner of the, um, of the agency, as you say, I'm a shareholder. But I'm not a sole owner. I'm the CEO of it, um, and you know, it's part of it's just part of a package, if you will. Fibo, I am the sole owner. Now, I've obviously have been diluted by by raising, but it is a different uh, it's a different company. I see. So, so Nick owns right now about ninety. Well, I mean, ninety eight percent of Fibo, and a, a couple percentage points go to the people that just put in one hundred fifty grand. Plus, you have the, the employees that have been have given shares. There's a certain amount of stock given for key employees that we've already researched that on the side. I see. Yeah. So an employee stock option pool. How much did you set aside for your ESOP pool? Usually it's like 10% where well, you're sort of the same. Correct. I, okay. Got it. So 10% ESOP pool, you know, you own 88% and maybe these new investors own one or 2%, something like that. About 3%. Correct. Okay. Got it. So got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about the why behind this, right? So g- give me an example of why you're building it. Who, who's using it? What are they paying you for? What are they, or not paying you yet, but what are you using it for? So imagine a world that where you know, one, one in three, something, some, some people say one in two, uh, people suffer chronic conditions in the United States. They're like, well, that's, that's crazy because the word chronic condition is, is defined loosely. You know, hair loss, which I, I, do, I have, if you will, that's considered a chronic condition. It's not life-changing, right? But when we're thinking of life-changing chronic conditions, think lupus, Crohn's, um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, those, you, the modality, current modality is you, you see your doctor, you get diagnosed, you, you get on a treatment plan, and you then check in with your doctor maybe every four to six months. Um, but there's an, a direct dependency on you and the physician, you and the infrastructure, you and the system, if you will, every four to six months. What we're trying, what we've noticed is, depending on the size of the disease, there's more or less attention on that particular condition. So, why depend entirely on a condition on the system? So, what we want to do is create a system where you depend on yourself. So, giving you all the tools where you start having agency on yourself, and you have start taking a little bit of control over. So, meaning tools like simple things like, for example, pill reminder. That's an easy one. Right, but then you're entering into things where you can do crowdsourcing. So um, 
think of pill reminder, but then if I have a room of 10,000 people with lupus, wouldn't you think that I now know okay, people with lupus that have these kind of general um, kind of variables are taking this medication, it's working, here are the side effects. Now, why couldn't I have a crowdsourced solution to that where I'm now seeing, comparing myself, well, a person across the state is also taking this medication, but they're taking a combination with this other medication. So now I go to the doctor and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, 20% of the population is taking it with this also thing and is working really well compared to what I'm doing. What, is, what are your thoughts on it? So now you've kind of empowered the patient to push it to the doctor. The doctor will be like, no, I, I don't recommend that because you also Isn't have- it very hard to convince people to tell everyone else what medications they're taking, which is critical for you to understand and tell a neighbor that someone across the state is using another medication, but you, you tell them, obviously, you try and keep it anonymous, but isn't it hard to get people to opt into that? So yes, 100%. So there's a few things we're doing. A, entirely anonymous, entirely encrypted, double encrypted. You don't need to even put a name to it. You don't need to put an email. Like you don't even have to create. You can you can have it be entirely fake where you can put a wall, and like you can put a different picture. We don't request any information from you. It's entirely anonymous and double encrypted. So that's kind of to help that part. But also there's multiple ways. So you're saying that one of them is the, the medication, which you just said which we're just talking about better yet. Uh, but there's other things like symptom tracker. So you put your symptoms, right? So let's say you have fibromyalgia or, um, and let's say you woke up with headaches or you're waking up with different bloated or, or, and you start tracking your symptoms. If we're comparing patients with Crohn's with these symptoms and across the states, the same thing, we can now compare variables. So it's a lot of crowdsourcing with your own intel being put in. I know, so, I'm just saying, you have a very, very serious chicken and egg problem here. I mean, I just bought an yeah. Apple Watch and despite the fact that it can give me my ECG, my heart rate, to my steps, my like everything, I'm not wearing it right now because I find it annoying and I don't yeah. know, I still don't know if I want to give Apple all of my information. I can guarantee you Apple security is tighter than yours because their dev team is infinitely bigger. So like, right. I just think, I mean, how do you get people to sign up for this? So again, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And we're right now about 14,000 downloads and growing. We just opened up the app store June of 2021. Um, so we're about a year and two months into it. Um, sorry. Anyway, I'm a little bit off on my numbers there. Uh, a year and seven months into it. But we're just, we just raised, we just closed the round. So we're now officially up until that point, it's been entirely organic. The reason why is that we have multiple tools and each tool, like, for example, I don't use all of them. I only use, like, one of the easiest ones, which I think most people can get behind of, is our news tool. So let's say you have lupus, and um, Japan recently approved a drug for the treatment of lupus. That drug is not approved in the United States. That that article, this is a patent-pending uh, patent algorithm, is... That article is being translated to English and it's getting pushed to you in real time. So you get to read it and you tell the doctor about that article. So you can like immediate news feed on all things lupus from a validated source. And those are easy. It's just like you're following CNN every morning. You follow your news feed on whatever condition you have and it gets pushed to you. You read whatever you want. You don't read whatever you don't want. And then you can comment on it if you want. Um, so that's a generally easy topic to do. And that's where we've seen that. That's one of our flagship tools, if you will. And there, again, there's a crowdsourcing concept to that as well. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. 
We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. I mean, doesn't Apple just kill you or any watch just kill you in a year? So we, I mean, not, not really. So Garmin, for example, Garmin reached out to us for a partnership. So we, they, if you have Garmin, you can integrate it to our app and it pulls that information to like prefab, pre-fill some of the information, uh, in our tool for the, for the news, for example, our steering committee says it's articles they can't find on Google. Yeah, sure. You can find it on Google, by the way. I'm not saying you can, so like we're, but you'll have to go like page 17 to find it. You know, it's published by Harvard or whatever. They, they, those are not going to be high targeted words. It's going to be more so like maybe something that Google thinks is more important for you to read. Um, while we're more- I'm just saying, Nick, what I, I am not seeing a clear moat here of something that's so unique to your experience, your background, that you can accurately and predictably like defend against Apple just adding a little thread in the Apple Watch Health app that says, oh, you told us you have lupus. Here is the Japanese. Like, Here's a, new, a Google Alerts little system for lupus. I'm just, right. I don't see an advantage that you have over everybody else. I guess my clearest advantage is we're... I mean, it's, not, it's, a, it's a market focus, if you will. Um, Apple, for them to move the needle, they have to focus on a larger audience. And um, we are not focused on a larger audience. Like, you're not my customer. I, I mean, I don't know if, whether or not I'm, I'm assuming here, but we're, our customers are the chronic condition patients, which are like life-changing diseases. We're doing, we're doing tools that are very specific to that particular condition. Like, I see, example, I see. Yeah. Okay. Blog, for example. Okay. You'll so never- how do you... Obviously, one, one day you have to make money on this. Otherwise, you're going to sell your whole company to VCs and have nothing left, right? So how do you make money from this? So in two to three years, we'll start opening it up. We're looking to get to a minimum threshold of about 100,000 uh, users. And um, at that point, when you... How have, many downloads last month? Uh, I, don't have, I don't have that data. I do know that we had last week, so I can kind of extrapolate, if you will, about 200 downloads. So about 800, if you will, probably. Um, we're just, as, as of yesterday turn on the engine to be paid advertisement. So we do expect a, a pretty large uptick on um, on downloads. How much do you think you're going to spend to get one new download? We're spending about, uh, the national average is 280. We're right now at like one, 170 something. So what's the sample size though? To get the 170 number, how much of your 150 that you just raised have you already spent to test ads? Zero. Uh, the, of the money that we've raised, we haven't spent any money yet. We, we that were launched as of yesterday, February first, is when. Okay, we so you don't know what your CAC is yet. You're guessing, but you're going to try and no, figure that out. That that we've been doing it, but through Fomat, if you will, we've been spending through what? Fomat is the parent company, the agency, as you call it. I see. Got it. So, how much have you spent via Fomat driving downloads of the app? I would say somewhere around maybe ten, ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars worth of advertising. Okay, got it. Is that included in the 750 the agency has put into the business? Yeah, that is correct. And you didn't mention the agency on the cap table earlier. So how did why did the agency put 750k into the app if they don't own any equity? They do own equity. They do own some equity. I, I, I messed. I imagine it's a fairly big chunk of equity, right? If they put in 750k. Um, not 
it, it is a percent. It, it's not um, substantial, but it is. And as you also have to remember, I'm also part owner of the agency. So it's part of my bonus structure, if you will. Instead of receiving an extra bonus, I receive uh, more shares of, of it, if you will. I, I, I opted out of bonus to get more shares of FIBO. I opted out of the bonus to get more shares of FIBO. So you told me earlier, right now, there's an ESOP pool of 10%, investors own 3%, and you own 87%. That's 100%. So I don't know where there's room left for the agency to own anything. So I don't own 87 I own 82 the agency owns five percent. Oh, I see. So you basically were able to get the agency to commit to seven hundred fifty grand for five percent of the business. That's correct. Over a period of two and three years. I see. I see. Interesting. Very cool. Kudos to to you for jumping out, using agency to learn, and launching your own thing where you have way more equity upside. I hope you can get it to market and generate revenue. And congrats on closing the seed. We're out of time though, so let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one favorite book. My favorite book. Um. Sure, that's a hard. That's a hard. I'm, I'm one that I'm reading right now. It's about VR technology and healthcare space. Things are really number. Good. Number two is there a CEO you're following or studying? I would say, super cliche, Bill Bill Gates. I think he's just innovative in multiple spaces. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building FIBO? I think a powerful tool is Asana from a project management perspective. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Five to six, five. And what's your what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Married, two kids, happily married. That's awesome. How old are you? Thirty-five. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. I'm sorry? Something you wish you knew when you were twenty. Something that I was wishing when I was twenty? Something you wish you knew when you uh, were twenty. That you know, oh, that's a that's a phenomenal question. How to raise, I suppose. Because yeah, how to raise appropriately. Guys, there you have it. Uh, launched out of an agency consulting directly in the healthcare space, doing eight to 10 million bucks in revenue. He wasn't the sole owner, though. The agency decided, you know what? I want to spin this out and launch a SaaS app. He now owns over 80% of the SaaS app, just goes to seed round to start driving growth. They have 10,000, 14,000 downloads helping patients, chronic patients, understand updates, innovations in their space so they can test new treatments, pattern recognize across more uh, other people with the same chronic disease and try and improve their health. We'll see what happens next. Nick, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you actually for that interview. I really appreciate it. It was a great time.